why don't you pray with me? And we're going to pray. And, and as I pray and you pray, um, in fact, I'm just going to pray you repeat after me and we'll all pray together. And let's ask God that, that he would give to us and that we would receive everything he has for us today. So it's not just coming here for a Sunday ritual that we're coming here and we're going to receive something. And for some of you, it might be God's going to nudge you to be a blessing to someone else because it's not just about getting stuff. It's about being blessed so that we can be a blessing, right? So why don't, why don't you stand? Why don't we stand? And um, you're going to um, just repeat after me, you know, just pray all together and make it fun, all right? So let's just um, pray, all right? Okay, so Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that there are no accidents in your economy. And so we ask you that we would receive everything you have, that we would get everything you want us to get, that we would be blessed to be a blessing. So open our hearts, open our minds, open our spirits, that we would receive. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. We are uh, finishing up our series on, uh, uh, called Shape, and um, you know, there's a quote from this philosopher, his name is John Bon Jovi, and um, that, you know, the older I get, I agree with what he said more and more. He said, there's, there's a vintage, he said, there's a vintage which comes with age and experience, you know? And I was thinking about that, and you know, there's a, there really is a vintage that comes with age and experience. And the truth is, we all have experiences, you know, that, that we have some really great and awesome experiences in our lives that, you know, we just, that we'll never, ever forget. And there are some really, really hard, painful experiences that we would love uh, to forget. And uh, the longer you live, I'm realizing that, yeah, really, you, the more experiences that you accumulate, that your life is now an accumulation, you know, there's an accumulation of, of experiences. And there's a verse in the Bible that's really amazing in terms of um, all the uh, experiences that we go through. In Romans 8.28, and this is just one of those really familiar passages, but in light of all the experiences that, that make up your life, the really good ones and the really painful ones, the Bible says, and we know that God, what is He causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. That God causes all things, that God causes all our experiences, the good ones, the average ones, the regular ones, <clears throat> and even the painful ones, that He works them all together for those who love God and are called according to His purposes. And that, that's, that's, that's remarkable. That everything that we've gone through, everything that you've gone through, that God has put them together. And he's putting them together for your good. You know, even the tough ones, you know. And, and looking back on our experiences is really easy to kind of wonder like, what good could come out of that experience, right? Or 
man, that, I, I want to forget that one. I mean, what good could come out of that, you know? And last Easter, you know, we had a really powerful testimony from Vern and Adina Murakami, who had their share of, of really hard experiences, and, and yet God brought about some good in their life. That was the whole deal of their testimony, that God truly did cause all things, even the hard things, to work together for their good. And when you look back and you see God's hand in your life, you begin to realize that, that God is using all these experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all for your good. And, you know, there's a couple experiences I, I think back on my life. And, um, you know, one day I was thinking about what was God's purpose? You know, every so often you get that, you know, you kind of wonder. You have those wondering times. And I was wondering, I said, you know, I was wondering what God's purposes uh, were for me going to Castle High School, you know, with uh, a person of my intelligence could have gone to any school, you know. Why did God want me to go to the premier school on the Windward Side? I mean, what was the purpose for that, you know? And it, and it wasn't a, a bad experience, but I kind of wondered, like, well, what was his purposes? And I began to think about it, and, you know, it was, through, it was through students at Castle High School that I became a follower of Christ. That um, years later, you know, one of my classmates in the illustrious class of 1975, you know, 75 is still alive, you know, that's what we say. But, um, you know... Yeah, I know, that's old, that's old, it's like 50 somewhat. yeah, I know, but you know, that's all right, I'm still living. But, uh, but there were guys, years later, or after he graduated, he, uh, they showed me, this guy showed me a book. It was just one of those composition tablets, and it had, a, had names of all these people, and had checks next to them, and there was my name there, and he said, you know, these are the guys we were praying for our classmates throughout the years, and my name was on there. And little did I know that there are people just praying for me, you know, and I got to know the Lord there. You know, I was, and I am so grateful for the diversity at Castle High School. You know, the different ethnicities, the different socioeconomic backgrounds, the cultures. You know, just all the different kinds. You know, we had all the animals in the zoo at, at our school, you know. And I learned to love. I mean, I really learned to love. And I learned to get, to get along with um, all kinds of people. You know, I, I learned how you need to get along with all kinds of people. Because if not, then as a skinny Japanese guy, that you might not live. But so you know, you had to, and it was just great, you know. And and it really, it was it was crazy at times, you know. I, I gotta say, it was crazy at times, you know, especially when we're all standing in the lunch line, and a guy comes barreling through and running. And I thought, what's going on? And he says, other guy chasing him with a machete, you know. I mean, it was a little crazy there, you know. I go like, oh look, they're chasing him with a machete. I hope he doesn't catch him, you know. And uh, but you know, the truth is, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. That, uh, that, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I'd go back. I'd go back. And, you know, it's, I look back and I said, man, it, it just helped me to, to really to work with the, um, uh, the, the players in the McKinley High School football team. You know, they remind me so much of my time at, at Castle High School. You know, yeah, being there has helped me to deal with all kinds of people today. Um, when I was there as a senior... There was a freshman, her name was Joanne Leong, and I caught her eye, and then we got married later on. You know, there was so much uh, to be thankful. Actually, she caught my eye. But, um, you know, all that.
But, you know, I'm so thankful. Another experience was working at Pizza Hut, you know, that while other friends were, were making really good money, you know, working part-time at construction jobs and all these other kind of things, you know, I was making minimum wage and I was making pepperoni pizzas at the Pizza Hut. And I was, you know, why did, why, did, why did God, why did you lead me there? I mean, you know, why couldn't I have worked with less Watanabe at Star Supermarket? Because for some reason they made a whole bunch of money there and he bought a 280Z, you know, in college because he got to work. And I thought, you know, why am I working at Pizza Hut? And, you know, it was at Pizza Hut through a couple of co-workers that I, I came back to the Lord. Because, you know, in high school I, I, I accepted the Lord as my Savior and then I just kind of goofed off, and it was at Pizza Hut through these two co-workers. And, and it kind of led me back um, to the Lord, you know. I learned to work alongside all kinds of crazy people, you know. I learned how to lead all kinds of crazy people. Help me for, for this. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, um, I learned how to deal with all kinds of customers, and nice customers, and irate customers, you know, sober customers, drunk customers, you know, all the... I, 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 learned what it felt like to be robbed, you know, all these kind of things. And I look back, and I think, man, you know, I won't. this one, I'm not as certain. I don't think I would trade this for anything in the world. Like, I can't, I just, there's no way I would trade that. But working at Pizza Hut, you know what? I thank God for that. And, and I look back, and I marvel how God allowed me to work there and how he causes all things to work together for my good. And there's a bunch of experiences that you've had in your life, and they've kind of shaped your life, you know, that some of those experiences were, were made, uh, were choices that you made, you know, that, that we've gotten these experiences, but so many of the, the, the experiences we have are really honestly beyond our control, you know, there are family and relational experiences, there's educational experiences, you know, vocational experiences, um, there's painful and, 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 and difficult experiences, spiritual experiences. You know, there are times where you just draw close to God and you remember those, you know, often in times of crisis. But God works all these experiences together for our good. And the question is, and this is a really big question, <clears throat> and I think for, for a lot of us, we need to grapple with this question. See, we have the experiences but the question is, will we have these experiences and will we use these experiences and to, to grow and get better from our experiences and are we going to allow God to use our experiences to bless others and impact the world? See, that's the choice we have. What are we going to do with these experiences? You know, how, how can we grow from our experiences. And I just want to give you some food for thought, all right? So here's some, here's some things that how you can grow from your experiences, all right? The first thing is this. Our experiences can teach us to trust God. See, your experiences, they're an opportunity you have that you can learn to trust God. That every experience you have can teach you to trust God, you know? You go to a new city, you know, you get a new job. You know, you, you, know, you, you go into a time of, 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 of a crisis. All these things can teach you to trust God. In 2 Corinthians 1.9, it says, In fact, we expected to die, Paul is saying. But as a result, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely on God. 
You see, he said, we went through some really difficult times. We didn't think we were going to live. But being in those really hard situations, what we did was we stopped relying on ourselves. There was nothing we could do. We relied on God. You know, that's what Corey Ten Boom once said. She said, you may never know. You may never know what, you know, you'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have, right? Isn't that true? A lot of times we'll never know. We'll never know that Jesus is all we need until Jesus is all we have. You know, it's easy <coughs> to neglect or to ignore or not see Jesus for what he is when life is going really good, you know? But something terrible happens. And you got nothing like Paul. You nothing you can rely on. Now you begin to see that Jesus is really all you need. You know, that was a really tough one for me when my father died. You know, my father, um, he was 53. He was going to be 54. And, and he died of a sudden heart attack. You know, we were at home. We were right about dinner time. And got the call. You know, hurry over. You know, dad has a heart attack. And we, we went over. And it was, you know, too late, and, and he died. And, uh, man, it was tough. You know, it was tough. It was sad. It was confusing. Uh, I didn't understand why. You know, I had all these questions in my mind, you know, just like, why, why, why this, why that, you know? And, but, you know, when I look back, what it really did was it drew me, as crazy as it might sound, it drew me closer to God, that, that I, I needed to depend on him in ways that I never had to before. You know, here I was, you know, 25, 24 years old, and, um, you know, I had my brother, my younger brother, my mom was, was having a really hard time, and there I was now, you know, just faced and having to make decisions and stuff, and all of a sudden it was like, whoa, you know? And, and I was having a hard time too, right? But somehow there had to be someone who was going to be strong during this stuff, and, and I was like, you know, God, you know? And, and through that time, I kind of learned, you know, like, man, God, I need your help. I need your help. And I saw God come through in amazing ways, you know, that I experienced his presence. I experienced his faithfulness. And, you know, the thing is, I, I, didn't, have any, I didn't have all of my questions answered, you know. I didn't have all of my questions answered. And I realized that I'm not going to have my questions answered until I get to heaven, you know. But I knew that God was good. And I knew that God was faithful. And, you know, God allows experiences to teach us, to teach us that he is trustworthy. You see, experiences, and especially tough ones, that, that can teach you to trust God more. You know, another thing that our experiences can do is it can help build our character, you know. And this is one I, I learn all the time that our experiences can build our character. And character is vital in our lives. You know, it's that moral and ethical fiber that we have in our lives. You know, we talk about a person of noble character. And that's so, so important. How do you grow your character in your life? You don't grow your character by reading books and looking at other people. You, you build your character by making the right choices when you're tempted to do the wrong thing. You make the hard choices when you're tempted to do like everyone else, taking the easy way out, you know. That's how you build character. In Romans chapter 5, verse 3, it says, we can, Paul again, Paul's saying, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. 
And endurance helps develop strength of what? Of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And that when we go through trouble, when we go through problems and trials and hard experiences, something good can come out of it. You know, that God can take these hard experiences and that we go through and, and, and teach us about endurance and just keep hanging in there and perseverance. And as we go through these things and we learn about perseverance, what happens? It grows our character. And as our, as our character grows, another word for character is what? Integrity. As we grow in integrity, that, that, that doing the right thing becomes easier because we understand that there's this hope of heaven, that God is really real and he's really there. And, and it's so important that, that, that we learn to do the right thing even when it's easy to do the easier even, to do the wrong thing, you know? And you're tempted to do the easy thing. And we grow in endurance and we just keep on keeping on and that God allows us to go through these experiences. Why? So that he can teach us and we have an opportunity to build our character. The third thing is that our experiences can accomplish God's purposes. All right? that, that the experiences you go through, the good and the bad, can accomplish God's purposes. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 12, it says, And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything, right? Paul is in prison, right? And he's saying, I want you guys to know, right? I know, I know you're kind of bummed at the situation. I know you're kind of like worried about what's going on. But he's saying, everything has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news about Jesus. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, know that I am in chains. Why? Because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and they're, they're kind of like getting into the, the hang of things and they're boldly... Um, they're boldly speaking God's message without fear. And the experience that Paul went through, the, the good and the bad, had a purpose. That he was taking prisoner falsely, he was handcuffed, he was shipwrecked on his way to Rome, he was jailed in this dark, you know, dingy dungeon, he was chained to a Roman soldier 24 hours a day, and he didn't know he was going to live and he died, or he would die. And yet, in spite of all these things, Paul says, whatever happened, Whatever happened to him has served a purpose, that God's kingdom was extended. And you see, the experiences in your life can have this divine purpose, that, there's, that, that, that even the painful experiences that you go through can be used by God for your good and to bless other people. See? And the truth is that God... That, that God causes all things to work together for your good. And I believe that the thing that the Lord wants to encourage you with today is this. All right? You got these experiences. You got some really good ones and you got some really painful ones. And when you got these painful ones, what are you going to do with it? Because the truth is your experiences can make you bitter or it can make you better. See, that's what God wants to say to you this morning. That your experiences, especially those really tough ones, they can make you bitter, or the good news is that they can make you better. That there are experiences in your life that you're never going to understand here on earth. That you're never going to know why it all happened until you get to the other side of eternity. You see? That, 
that you're never going to know. And in the meantime, in the meantime, what is important is you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to allow these things even when you don't understand it. Like my father dying. I don't understand that. You know, not at 53. Thought he was pretty healthy. You know, my dad loved kids. He would have loved his grandkids. Why? I'll never know. This side of heaven. But God can use that experience. And I can get like, you know, I'll get bitter. You know, the God, you know, God's mean. God's bad. God's evil. He's rotten. Dirty. You know, gets my hopes up and then crushes them. You know, I can get really bitter. And all that happens, the Bible says that what? That a root of bitterness defiles many. All, all, all that happens is we just, our lives and the people around us get defiled by our bitterness. And there's a better way. That God's working all these things together for our good. So that we can get better, not bitter. And, and here's the thing, the difference between bitter and better is the letter I, right? That I make all the difference in other words, it's my choice. It's your choice. Whether you're going to choose to allow your experiences to make you bitter or are you going to give God a shot and, and make your life better because of these experiences. And here's some things you can do to help make the most of your experience and to get better. Because I believe that's what God is saying. That's why God brought you here today. That God wanted you here today for a purpose. And God is saying, no more bitterness in your life. You know, I don't care if you think it was the most unfair thing. I can take the most unfair thing and I can make it better. That's what God is saying. And the first thing we can do, here's food for thought for you, is one, maybe examine your experiences. Take time to think about your experiences. You know, the question you want to ask, right, is what really happened? You know, like what, what was really going on? You know, for example, don't, don't just say that job was a good experience. You know, but ask yourself, what made that job a good experience for me? Instead of thinking, man, I really enjoyed that class. You know, think, what was, what was it about that? You know, and, and take a little time the good and the not so good. And, and think about your experience. And the Bible tells us that it's really important to examine our experiences. Galatians 3, 4 says, have you experienced so much in your life for nothing? See, he's telling the Galatians, have you guys gone through so much? And has it, is it just like, it was just for nothing, you know? It's all for nothing. Surely it wasn't in vain, was it? You had all these experiences. You've had tough experiences. Are you just going to let them waste away? And was it just all for nothing? You know? Or are you going to make things better for your life? You know? It's important to examine your experience because an unexamined experience is a waste. That you experience something, and if you don't allow it to benefit your life and your future, then, man, it's a waste. Another translation of Galatians 3, 4 says, Have, Has all your painful experiences brought you nowhere? Right? 
That's what bitterness does. All we get is bitterness. All we get is bitter. We don't get anywhere. We don't get better. We don't move forward. We're stuck. See, we're stuck in our bitterness. And what Paul is saying, has all your painful experiences gotten you and brought you nowhere? For too many painful experiences have brought them nowhere. They're not better. We just get bitter. And if you don't examine your experiences, all you have is a bunch of wasted experiences and you just get bitter. Second thing is we examine them and then we learn. Learn from your experiences. Ask God for his purpose. You know, so often when we go through, you know, when my father died, you know, I just had why, 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 why. And you know, the thing is that that's the most natural question. Why did this happen? You know, why did the 49ers hire Jim Tom Sula? Why? Why didn't they, you know, why didn't they, Dan Quinn was available. Why not Dan Quinn? Why? Right? And we want to go, why, why, why? But the more important question is what? Yeah? The more important question is what? It, 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 instead of why is this happening, God, ask, God, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to learn? And you know, the thing that has saved me more than anything, that when I've gone through an experience, it's like, God, what do you want me to learn? Because, you know, I want to say why, or you want to blame people, right? Like, you know, it wasn't for them, it wasn't for him, it wasn't for her, it wasn't for the situation, it wasn't for that, it wasn't for God. Oh, we want to blame everybody. And, and, and you know what? God said the most important question is what? Asking what? God, what do you want me to learn from this? And the truth is, sadly, so many people are just stuck on why. You know, they're stuck on why and they cannot move forward. Why? You know, I learned through experience. We're not going to have all our why questions answered. But we can get the what answered. You know, what is it you want me to learn? In Deuteronomy 11.2, Bible says, keep in mind that I'm not talking now to, you as, to, to your children. You're not little guys no more, all right? Who have, no, who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord, <coughs> your God, or seen his greatness and his strong hand and powerful arm. He's saying, look guys, you've, you're not this little kid with no experiences. You've seen God. You've experienced his discipline. You've experienced his goodness. Do you see? And, and, and you've seen it. You've, you, you're able to see and learn from your experiences, what he's saying. And a real practical thing you can do to help you examine and learn from your experience is keeping a journal. It can be a digital, it doesn't matter. Or just writing things down. You know, what have you gone through? You know, what did I learn from that? You know, I, you know on August, in August the, the third week in August, you know, we took our daughter to, to, to settle in to uh, Los Angeles for an uh, architecture internship, man. And I almost didn't want to, in fact, I didn't want to go. You know, I, I was just thinking, man, Joe, why don't you go? I'll hold down the fort here, <coughs> you know. But I went. And I would have regretted it if I'd never went. And I went. And we were there four days. And I lost six pounds. And, and you know what? I lost six pounds. We went to In-N-Out. We went to Chipotle. We went to all kinds of places. And I, I 
it was, it, it was, it was okay. I just couldn't eat because I was just sad, you know. And I was burdened because I had to comfort my wife. You know, she was, you know, she was, no, I was just, she was fine. I was sad. I said, Joe, are you sad? No, not really. You know, I was sad. And I would, you know, I would have the weepies. All the, you know, we, were, we were eating at Soup Plantation, you know, um, the, the, the last night that we were there. This great place in L.A. called Soup Plantation. Where it's like this buffet where it has like a, all kinds of soup and salad and all kinds of stuff. And if you like salad like me and you like soup like me, like that's like heaven. You know, you don't need like meat or nothing. You just got like soup and salad. And I go there and I just eat a little plate of salad and just like a half a bowl of soup, man. It's like, man, you know. And I'm over there and we're eating and like I'm getting the weepies. You know, it's like embarrassing. You know, it's like. Look at that grown man having the weepies. And I go, man, the allergies are bad here. You know? And it was bad. And, and through that time, you know, I just kept asking God, God, what do you want me to learn? You know, what do you want me to learn? And I remember, you know, as I wrote in my journal, um, there was on the second to the last night, uh, the Lord brought to mind Luke 11, verse 9. And he says, you know, if, you, if your earthly fathers know how to give you good gifts, how much more will your heavenly father give you if you ask for the Holy Spirit? And I just thought, you know, I'd read that a bazillion times. But for the very first time, God was saying to me, Mark, it isn't just ask away what you want. But you can ask for something really special. It says, how much more will your heavenly father give if you ask for what? For the Holy Spirit. And I thought, oh my. And that night, you know, I said, you know, thank you, Father. And as parents, you know, we prayed and Mish prayed that, that you would give her the Holy Spirit. And we prayed. And you know what? It was crazy. I said, God, will you give Mish the Holy Spirit? And you know, I know that when she became a Christian, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in her and the whole thing. But, but, but Jesus was talking to people who said, you know, hey, guys, you disciples, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? And so we can ask for more of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And when I prayed as a father to give to Mish, asking my Heavenly Father to give Mish the Holy Spirit, something happened inside of me. Now, all of a sudden, I had a peace. Like, I didn't have to worry as much. It was the Holy Spirit was given to her. You know, wrong decision. You know, God was going to, the Holy Spirit was going to lead her. The Holy Spirit was going to be with her 24-7. And all of a sudden, I said, whoa, I can relax. And I felt God said, Mark, you know, you're going to be a father for the rest of your life. But, you know, as far as parenting, it's kind of coming to an end, you know. And you've done fine. And so the best gift you can give your daughter is give her the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I prayed, and it just changed everything. You know, it just changed everything. You know, I came back. You know, it's a little sad not seeing her around. But I don't get the weepies. As you can tell, I've not lost any more weight. You know, gained a bunch, you see? And, and that's what we can do. That's what God wants us to do. That our experiences don't have to crush us. 
It, don't have to, it doesn't have to paralyze us. It can make us better. But we've got to examine them, and we've got to learn from them. And then the third thing is you can learn from the experiences of others. You know, the amazing things about being in community, and that's why we stress and talk about small groups all the time, is you have an opportunity to learn from the experiences of others that have gone through stuff. You know, that, that you know, we ask them, what did we learn from that? You know, and, and what God does is, is he'll show us through the experiences of others. And in fact, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so people can improve each other. And that's a huge benefit of being in community in a small group or just being, you know, in, a, in community with other Christ followers. You know, that in Proverbs 25, 12, it says, a wise warning to someone who will listen is as valuable as gold earrings or fine gold jewelry. And the best counsel we receive is often from someone who has gone through something, the same situation that we've gone through, and that they can say to us, you know, I've been there, I know what it's like, this is how I work through it. Let me just share a little bit of my story. And we get encouraged, we learn from the experiences of others, you see. And the richest source for learning from others is the Bible. And that's why the Bible is so important, that we can learn. You know, we read about David, and David is this... this King David, right, he's the man. And he's a man after God's own heart, you know. And we look at him, and we look, and we see that, wow, he's the man. But he's like us. He's imperfect. And he had flaws. And he made mistakes, like committing adultery, you know. That the Bible tells us that David was a great leader and a writer of these songs, but also tells us, sadly, how his family kind of fell apart, you know. Why? Why? Because the Bible truthfully tells us stories of real life, less than perfect people, so that we can learn from them. Learning from the experiences of others is another real benefit and a way in which we can move beyond bitterness and make our lives better. And the last thing is, you know what, really important one, use your experiences to encourage others, to encourage and help other people. Use your experiences to encourage and help other people. Use your experience for the good of others. You know, that, that sometimes that very when we use, you know, we use our experiences to bless others, you know, we just get pulled out from that, the grip of bitterness. We're not just wallowing in that thing. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage each other, build each other up, just as you are already doing. That's an encouragement. We just got to keep building people up, you know. That, that you can use your experiences to help others. The Bible also tells us in Titus 2, you know, <clears throat> one book over, a couple books over, it tells us that older women use your experiences to train and help and encourage younger women. Older men, you know, use your experiences and wisdom to teach and help the younger guys. Because, you know, they can learn from you. The question is, who are you sharing your experiences with? If you're not sharing your experiences with anybody, then, you know, maybe... Maybe you're growing more bitter instead of growing and getting better. You know? Who are you sharing your experiences with? You know? That God has given you these experiences, not just for you, but to bless others. Don't let these experiences be a waste. You know? You know? That there are people who have gone through or are going through right now the things you have gone through. And they could use a word of encouragement from you. you know? 
We started this series by looking at Ephesians chapter 2 and the truth that we are all God's masterpieces. You know, that we are create, created anew in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared and planned before, even before we were born. That's who we are. That's who you are. That you are uniquely shaped for a purpose. And God brought us all together. And I don't believe, and I know you're not here for an accident, by an accident, you know, that God intentionally brought you here because you have something to give. That you have something to contribute to what God wants to do in and through this church. That man, you're here for a reason, you know. That God has given you experiences for a purpose and that you got something to offer. And that when you do something to bless others, you avoid becoming bitter and you get better. See, God uniquely made you and he shaped you with spiritual gifts and a heart and passion and abilities and a personality and experiences. There's no one in the world like you. You're unique. And God has shaped you for significance. And maybe it's about time to step away from getting bitter through the experiences that you've had in your life. Man, this is the most unfair thing, man. You just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But God does. And you got a choice. That is, that, that the ball's in your court. Are you going to get better or are you going to get bitter? And if you ask me, that's not much of a choice, right? I mean, I don't know anybody who wants to be bitter. And the good news is that God doesn't want you to be bitter. And God hasn't given you all the things you've gone through and allowed all the things to, that you've gone through just so you're stuck in your bitterness. He's saying, I've shaped you even along with all that stuff. And created you for a purpose. God's not a mean God. God's not this, this evil mastermind who's just playing with us like we're chess pieces. No, he calls us sons and daughters. And he loves us. And he loves you. How do we know that? This morning. Because Jesus came and died for us. He gave his one and only son for us. An evil God, a mean God will never ever do that. He would say, you sacrifice your own son. No. But he gave us his son. I want to encourage you to begin taking steps. You know, and allow, allow your life to get better through all the experiences you have. And we're going to pray that God would bring some healing. Right? And the difference between bitterness and getting bitter and getting better is I. It's your decision. And as I pray, I'm going to pray that God would heal all the hurts, all the junk. Maybe a good first step. Say, God, I'm going to use my, my shape and who I am. Maybe to bless others. But, you know, we're going to pray. And, and prayer is just talking to God. And, you know, if somehow, you know, there's hurt and experiences that you just can't let go and it just made you bitter, just kind of let go now. Allow God to come in there, okay? Because God wants to heal. Yeah, so Father, we just want to come now. Come into your throne of grace. And we ask you as your children, we ask, we humbly ask that you would look inside our hearts and you know the pain and the hurt. You know where our hearts were broken. You know where we've gone through these 
these really junky experiences. And, you know, we, we tried our best, but all we got was bitter. That we ask now, Father, that you would come down and you would, through the ministry of your Holy Spirit, that when you said that if your children ask you for the Holy Spirit, of course you're going to give it. So we just ask for more of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Just come in and heal our lives now. That whatever we open up to you now, because you're a good God, you're not a, you're not a mean God, would you come in and begin that healing? Bring people in our lives that can help encourage us, the people who have been there that can encourage our lives. Help us to examine. Help us to take a look. And instead of asking why, you can ask what. What is it you want us to learn? And Father, help me to, to be a blessing. And so Father, I just pray healing now. Just bring healing now to people's lives. Heal broken hearts this morning. Father, I pray that you would heal people who've just been fractured by, by bad relationships. Father, I pray you'd heal people who've been abandoned by a parent, maybe. Father, I just pray just you would heal people of just bad experiences they have. They looked, you know, they're overlooked for job promotions. They got, you know, they got blackballed at work or whatever it may be. God, iced out by friends, whatever. God, I just pray now. Just begin that healing process, God. Begin to heal that we can move from bitterness and we can get better. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless. If you would like more prayer, come up. I'd love to pray with you. If not, uh, go out there, the ministry fair, visit the tables, ask questions, sign up for something. All right? God bless.